Welcome to Night Light. Step away from the mainstream and gather around as we enlighten the world and our realities and travel this cosmic journey we call life. Join us as we share with you and provide that beacon that can guide us all to a better way. Explore with us as we examine a metaphysical montage of spiritual insights covering everything from the mundane to the magical, UFOs to unicorns, and everything in between. This is a time of awakening, of sharing and evolving, of spreading our wings and soaring on the cosmic breath of creation. Come and join with other light-minded spirits as we weave our lights together to seek understanding, enlightenment, and with a little luck, some wisdom. This is Nightlight, a reminder that you are never alone. be different and you choose to be unique and and you have integrity and sometimes that's what this spiritual field is it is allowing yourself to be different feeling comfortable that that you are following your own inner truth and and then suddenly you turn around and you look and there's a whole bunch of other people that have done the exact same thing and you're not alone even though you feel it from time to time so Welcome back, everybody. Um, this is our second run at this material, and um, I, I am very grateful that all of you showed up. And I, I think that, that I want to first go into the fact that, that uh, we're looking at uh, a spiritual development group. We're looking at the spirituality that we have inside and, and how are we developing it how are we getting in touch and in tune with that spirit that we carry within ourselves? And, you know, the, the, the main question has always been, okay, I know I carry a master teacher inside of me. I know that I have great wisdom inside of me. I know that my spirit has been through time, all of that crap. But how does that help to make this lifetime a better lifetime? And that's a good question. It makes it a better lifetime if you can touch into that energy, that level of consciousness that you've got. And, and that's what this class is actually all about. It's a class, this circle is all about. And, and I emphasize circle, not, not class, because I'm not here to teach. I'm, I'm here to share and to learn from you as, as, as much as, you know, I, I, I'm here for all of us to throw thoughts around. And, and learn from one another. And so what, what is really important to know is that the purpose of all of this is to help all of us find a better, more intense, more secure link to that spirit that we carry within us that, that can give us the infinite wisdom, the infinite insight, the infinite everything. And, and it's, it's, it's an important thing for us to do, those of us who are in the spiritual field. Whether or not you're reading, 
whether or not you claim to be a psychic or a medium or an intuitive or a, a rebel rouser, whatever your claims are as to what label identifies you the best, the reality is we are all on a spiritual journey. We are all spiritual entities. We all carry a spirit within us that that in many ways is just waiting for our consciousness to recognize it, claim it, and shove the ego aside for a while so that there can be communication so that we can get a better understanding as to how to make this lifetime a richer, more abundant, more blissful, more joyful experience for the consciousness. Uh, the higher consciousness is always going to gather what it needs, no matter, no matter how, how much we want to struggle and go our other directions. We always will go with the flow. That, that aspect of our consciousness is, is needful of doing in order for it to gather the material it needs to have and the information it needs to have for this lifetime. We sometimes forget that, that we do carry that, that, that wisdom around inside with us, that we are not alone. And, and it's, it's important for us to sort of get back into the, the place where, where we do have that connection with the spirit, where we do listen to it when it talks to us, and it does talk to us in many different ways, in many different shapes and forms. It, 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 it communicates with us through, through daydreams, through night dreams, through, through inner vision. It, it, it's that voice that talks to us that isn't telling us what to do but giving us a better philosophical understanding of what's going on. And I, I really, uh, my, my purpose here in, in creating this spiritual development circle is, is to, to sort of re, help to reattach everyone to that aspect that they carry within and, and to help us to, to recognize and remember all of the things that we, we have learned through time. And, and it's, it's, it's a tough journey. Um, the, the, most, the easiest way for me to do this is to sort of go back to the very foundations. And, and we talked about spirituality last week. And, and this week we're, we're going to be talking about balance and harmony, um, you know, the, the, the give and the take that takes place within the universe. And, and the universe is, is an amazing, it's, it's, it's an amazing work of art. It is perfectly balanced. There is equal exchange. You know, for every action, there is a reaction. For every cause, there is an effect. And, and it's, it's important for us to understand that philosophy. Now, I know you all understand the philosophical part of it. The reality is that the universe is the, the macrocosm, and we are the microcosm. And that old saying of as above, so below is very, very appropriate. The universe is, is perfectly balanced. There is no chaos out there. There's stuff that looks messy, but there is, there is, there is balance within that messy stuff. And, and so, so, so too should we be. There, the, there are, uh, depending on what book you read, 7, 12, 20, 24, universal laws. And they apply to the universe. And they apply to every, every, every segment and individual and aspect of our reality. And if we live in accordance with those universal laws, 
our, our lifetimes will be rich and abundant and blissful and prosperous and joyful and all of the wonderful stuff that, that we want. And, and the only thing that's actually standing in the way of that is us because often our consciousnesses um, think they know it all and, and they try to control our, our reality. But the truth is, if, if we live in accordance with those laws that are out there, our life can't help but be absolutely blissful. And, and you know, somebody once said, oh, we're not, we're not, we're not in, in this, is, this is not heaven. And, and, and I would beg to differ. I truly think this is heaven. And, and I think we just haven't realized it yet. It's not, it's not the end game by any means, but it's supposed, to be, it's supposed to be a place of abundance and love and all sorts of wonderful stuff. And it's our perception. It's our choice as to how we perceive it, as to how we function with it. And, and my, my goal here in, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be going over all of these universal laws that apply to us. And, and they all are, are you know, they're, they're, they're absolutes. For every action, there's a reaction. For every cause, there's an effect. And, and it's, I know we all know them. You're probably going to recognize a lot of them when I send the material out next week. We all know them. We understand the philosophy. But are we actually living those concepts? Are we actually living in, in accordance with those laws? Are we actually living examples of what happens when we do live according to those laws? And, and one of the, the most basic principles that, that um, are out there is, and the simplest one to pull out and start with first is the golden rule. And that's at the, the core of, of, um, of, of every major religion out there, every major religious or spiritual organization out there. It, it, and it applies to... Um, to everyone and everything, it, it transcends culture, religion, ethnicity, race, and sexuality. It just it applies to everybody, and it's called you know one of the major principles of spirituality. So it means that that basically you know you you, you do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And I I found uh, with the help of Deb, um, gosh, I don't know how many there are. There are almost a couple of dozen of different philosophies here in which the golden rule is really the fundamental basis of them. And I, I printed them all out for you so you could, you could really see that this is not a Christian thought. This is not something that is, that is just to a, you know, Christianity. It, it transcends that. It, it goes beyond that totally. It goes back 3,500, 5,000 years and even longer but I couldn't find anything that, you know, actually said it. I, I mean, it, it, it goes back longer, but I didn't have any documentation that I could write out here for you, so I didn't add that. But it's been around since the beginning of time. And it, it is, in many cases, in many circles, it's been called the foundation for divine law. And, and it's not a religious concept. It's a spiritual one, and it's a journey uh, of understanding you know, how we, we begin to manifest uh, our spiritual understanding into our reality. And it, it's, it's sort of like what goes around comes around. You know, you don't do anything to another that you wouldn't want done to yourself. Now, that's the simplicity part of it. That's the part that gets, you know, thrown around at playgrounds, and, and that's the part that children, you know, yell at each other and stuff like that. 
but it's not just the words. It's, it's, and it's not just the thought. It is the emotion that goes with it, and it is the spiritual understanding that goes with it. It, it, it doesn't mean just words and actions. It means thoughts. It means emotion. It means, you know, how, how does this affect me personally? And what, what, um, what is really important for us to understand as we go into all of these laws and all of these focuses, every single one of us has, you know, none of us are, are babies. Every single one of us has experiences where we can show how this is, you know, taken effect in our lives or, or around us or how we have given advice to others, whether it's just advice in a counselatory nature or if it's a reading and told them how they could change their life and told them how they could, you know, move into a more beneficial area within their life. And, and you know, we know the philosophy and we know the words, but... The reality here is that's not what this circle is about. I know you all know the words. I know you all have the philosophy. But the reality is here, and what we want to focus on here is how are you as an individual utilizing it within your own personal life. We all give advice all the time. And and people do come to us for advice, and, and we give it. But... But it's important that we realize, unless we are living those concepts ourselves, our words are, full, are, are empty and they don't mean anything. So that, so that we have to, you know, really question ourselves in all of these different aspects. Am I doing this? Am I living this? Am I, am I an example of this is what you do? Is, is my life... Um, in a mess and am I struggling horribly and then I'm trying to tell someone else how to make their life better. And, and you know, it doesn't equate. We have to be able to be a living example of our words. And that's part of the spiritual journey. That's part of the spiritual aspect of life. Um, the, the, the law of um, cause and effect, you know, flows very naturally from, from um, the 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 balance and harmony and the golden rule and and it, it, it has more to do with actions it, it you know for every action you take there is a reaction and sometimes we don't really pay attention to that ourselves we preach it but we don't often realize it within our own realities and this is a, a time and a place and i'm not putting everybody through you know analysis here in any way shape or form but i am sending you back into yourself and and having you ask yourself is this something that I do? Is this something that I am an example of? Um, and, and, you know, if you are in a place in your life where you are stuck, do you go and take those extra steps to be creative, to open the channels, to shift your perspective, to move into new venues? Or are you telling people what to do? And, and it's kind of like, don't do as I do, do as I say. And that's empty. It doesn't work. It doesn't help you evolve or develop. And it doesn't help the other person either because they can, they can absolutely turn and look at you and say, all right, are you doing that? Is this, is this working for you? Is this, a, is this an example of, of you know, what you have experienced and are experiencing at this moment in time? And you know, there are times when all of us should really sit back and kind of take stock and sort of withdraw from the mainstream and, and check ourselves out. You know, we take our cars and hopefully on occasion for yearly checkups. 
but are we doing it with ourselves? And and it's a it's it's something that that to tell you the truth, I I I don't do as often as I should, and and yet you know every now and then it just smacks me in the face. And last night, um, while well, as we were discussing a lot of this this material, I I heard readers talking about the the advice that they had given others, and and you know and I got sucked into it too. Um, it's hard to not get sucked into good discussions but but the point and the purpose of all the material we're going through and all of the things that we're reading into is to help us become better people and walk a more spiritual life um, if you're walking a more spiritual life and pathway and journey then then absolutely anything you say or give to another person has great validity and will be accepted with re- with respect and gratitude. What happens is sometimes we give those empty words over and over and over to the same people, and they keep coming back because our words have not rung true enough within them because we aren't living it as honorably or as fully as we should be, and therefore it's it's not working for them because it doesn't work for us because we're not using it. So, so as we go through all of these these universal laws, and next week's packet of material is going to be, I think, pretty thick. But don't panic because I think it's at least two, if not three weeks worth. So, so um, because there are a lot of these laws, and and the more we understand them, the more we we actually address ourselves, the more we look in the mirror and say, okay, are you doing this? I mean, you know, sometimes after. Um, a radio show, I will, I will really look in the mirror and say, okay, I told this person to do this. Is, am I doing this same thing? Am I, or am I just telling her or him the best way to handle it and, and ignoring my own advice? And sometimes I have to go, oh, crap. I really have to step back a second and address some issues that I have going on here because I'm not really the living example. And, and let's face it, if we were all living all of these laws totally and absolutely, um, frankly, we'd be perfect and we wouldn't be here. So that, so that it's, it's a matter of, of taking a look at our lives and, and, and reattaching ourselves with those parts of us that, that we sort of let drift. And we all let stuff drift. That's, that's human. But, but when, when we are are really focusing on bringing the spirituality into our lives and living it more fully and more richly and then sharing it with other people, then, then by, you know, for goodness sake, you know, listen to what you're saying and ch- check it out. Do a reality check. Make sure that the advice that you are giving is the advice that you are living. And, and, and if it's not, then, then there, then there's an issue, and then there's a problem, and then there's something that we have to really address and reconnect with. It's not the end of the world. It's just a matter of, uh oh, I need to back up and you know take another look at how I'm, 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 I'm addressing the work situation, the relationship situation, the whatever the situation is, and and understand that that these laws, if you follow them, if you flow with them, if you apply them to your life. Bring such, bring such richness and bliss and abundance into your life 
that that it is just amazing. It's worth every minute. It's worth every every nanosecond that you apply yourself to. But if you, for instance, are, are working a job you don't like, and if you work really, really hard, and you put you put all your effort into it, and you exhaust yourself, and and you know you just you hate the job, but you do it as well as you can, and 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 you know you and and still nothing happens right. Then then you have to look at all right. If you don't like the job, then you're not addressing it. You're not you're not putting yourself body and soul into it. You're putting body for sure, but not soul. And and if you're not doing that, then then your return is not as you know your your return is not in direct proportion to the work you've put in because your intent and your perception haven't been there. So that so that in many in many cases it's 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 very appropriate to be pursuing their passions because, you know, that's where you, you really put everything into it. Sometimes you can't do that though. Sometimes sometimes your passions are just so unique and eclectic that they don't they don't address themselves to a full time job. And if that's the case, then then whatever your full time job is, you have to be able to put yourself into it with purpose, with direction, with intent. To, to make sure that you do the best you can for the best of all, for the good of all. And, and, and you really have that spiritual aspect pouring out as well. Uh, it, 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 you will know how well you're doing this by the kind of results you get back. And, and it's, a, it's an amazing thing. That, that I have to tell you that the universe does take care of each and every one of us. And and when you're flowing in the right direction and in the right way, everything falls into place unbelievably. And when you're not, even though you think you are, hear the think, and things don't work, you have to sort of readdress and and relook at everything. But but I think the the other thing that's really important for us to understand is that that sometimes we have had such a great period of time where there has been negative negative um, thought and negative energies put out in our life, you know, possibly before we got the spiritual calling or whatever, but that sometimes, sometimes, no matter how hard we work, things don't come to us the way we, we would hope that they would. And, and if you really are genuinely doing the best you can, and if there is a genuine spiritual nature to it, you just keep it up because, because the, the universal balance doesn't have anything to do with just this moment in time. It has to do with the entire lifetime and sometimes past lifetimes. And so sometimes it takes us longer to get that flow going because we are sort of balancing up what what negative um, influences were in our life in, in you know in the last ten ten years or five years or whatever it is. But but eventually that balance does come and it eventually um, there, there is that wonderful flow of, of spiritual energy that is just unbelievable, and it, and it is true. What you put out, you do get back, and sometimes that return is not as fast as we would like it to be. But I guarantee you, it is always, always there. Um, if you want to be very successful, you just try to cause positive effects that that many people will benefit from, and the more people you can benefit that can benefit from what you create, the more successful you become. It's it's really um, it's an absolute. It's one of those universal laws, and and it does it does absolutely work. But we have to pay attention to what we're putting out there, to what our actions are. 
um, the the Indians have have an amazing an amazing um, philosophy that it's the seven generation law, and I I, I think. I think Deb knew what tri- what tribe it was, but I'm not sure. Um, I'll have to check. I, I got it from Patrick, and I know that he read it someplace, but he had a photographic memory, so it could be anywhere. But but basically, it's the seven generation law, and and if you can prove that that your actions will not hurt anyone or anything for seven generations to come, then it's an action that is appropriate. But if you can't prove that, then you have to you have to step back and say, okay, um, maybe I have to adjust this. Maybe I have to to move in a different way or form or shape or whatever. And and it's it's just amazing how that changes everything that goes on in your life. Uh, the the law of, of cause and effect can change your life dramatically, but you have to understand the effects that your actions are going to bring. It isn't it isn't enough to take action. It's it's it, it has much more than that. You have to pay attention to what is your intent and and what is this action going to cause and 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 what it causes will cause another action and then another act cause and and it is a never ending spiral that does take us down an amazing pathway. But you you have to understand that that it, it's it's you as a person that are an example of what you want to bring into your life. You have to become what you want to draw into your life. And it isn't overnight. It isn't, you know, oh, I'll work on it this weekend and then everything will be perfect. Not necessarily. <laughs> Maybe if you have very little to do, it will be, but but not necessarily, really. Um, uh, what what is it? Ralph Waldo Emerson said, "Called this law the law of laws. It's as power. It is powerful. You get back what you put out. It's like a boomerang. You throw it out, and it comes right back at you and hits you between the eyes. And that is true. That is absolutely true. And and it's 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 something that I don't think we we pay close enough attention to, especially when we're dealing with other people in our lives." Sometimes we're very short with people. Sometimes we don't. We give people what we think they want to hear. Sometimes we just we just ignore people. Sometimes, but you have to understand this law applies to every sec, every second within your day and night. It isn't just it isn't just well. All right, I'm going to give. I'm going to donate this to somebody, and then I'll get something good back. It, it 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 it's your entire day. It's your entire it, that whole 24-hour time frame. And if you're not living it that entire time frame, you're probably doing something else someplace else, negating the good. So you have to pay close attention to your actions and and your intent as to what your actions are. Sometimes sometimes we take action hoping for a result, and that means that the action wasn't made. Um, Unconditionally, and unless it's unconditional, it doesn't count. It, it's it's sort of like what's the best way? I understand that I I, under, I have understand always understood that that in order to have spiritual energy flow through my life and manifest within my life, I have to be creative. I've always known that. When I taught school, I I always did arts and crafts with the kids. So I thought I was really covered as far as crafts went. But the reality is I was paid 
for everything I did with the children that I worked with. And you don't get to double dip. If you get a paycheck for something, it doesn't count as a selfless, joyful, creative process. So, so you know, I had to when I when I figured that out, I had to find other ways to be creative in my life, in order to in in order to open those channels up so that the spiritual energy could flow and and manifest and talk to me. And it it, it was amazing the the difference it makes. Oftentimes, we come to love gems in our life where nothing moves, nothing works, and. And we have to really open those creative channels again. And, and, I, and, and I often say to people, you don't have to paint the Sistine Chapel and you don't have to carve David and you don't have to you know, paint the Mona Lisa. Creativity is, is so many different things to so many different people. It's just unbelievable. The more creative you are, the more you open those channels, the more you touch into that infinite spark within you and you have a direct correspondent, a direct connection to creation. It's that simple. It can be coloring. It can be, it can be gardening. It can be taking motors apart and putting them back together. It can be any number of things. But, but, but being creative within your life is what opens those channels and allows the energy to flow and once the energy is flowing, then there is forward motion. Then there is activity within your life. But it's up to you. You create it or you choose not to. So it's, it's, sort, of, it's sort of totally up to you as to, as to how you progress along this pathway, how you touch into that spirit that's within you. And, and it's, it's fascinating how... Lots of people have that philosophy and know exactly how to do it and choose not to and then complain about their lives. You have to understand that in order for you to, to flow, to be on a spiritual pathway, to um, enjoy the magic that goes along with being on a spiritual pathway and to find that wonderful synchronistic connection to the spirit that dwells inside of you, you're required to make choices and decisions. You're required to commit yourself to things. You're required to become a living example of what it is that you're seeking. You, you can't just read books, do vision boards, meditate, do mantras, light candles, you know, shake rattles and drum. That is not going to do it. It's how you live your life. It's how you treat humanity. It's how you touch your environment. That's what determines whether or not you're on a spiritual pathway or not. And that's what qualifies you to say that you are a spiritual entity. Um, one of the other major laws that I wanted to touch on is the law of attraction. And, you know, we've all seen the videos. We've all read the books. We've all listened to the philosophy and been overwhelmed by how everybody became rich and famous because of putting out material that was older than time itself. And, you know, in, in to, to, to defend it, um, they did turn focus onto some of the more spiritual sides of life and they started people thinking. What is to the negative is that they watered down the power and the application down to the point they trivialized the law and made it a bit of a joke. Um, wishing isn't going to make it so. Visualizing 
and acting as though something has happened isn't going to make it so. But but working towards it, I mean, it's great to have a focus. I'm not saying that's not bad, but I am saying that that unless you're willing to work for it, unless you're willing to put the energy out there to, unless you're going, unless you're willing to create the flow of spiritual energy in your life so that the universe can help you make things happen, unless you're going to change your life in order to accept those changes, it's not going to happen. So we, we you know, have to remember, again, we're spirits on a, on a human journey, and, you know, we have lots of situations we're supposed to experience, evolve over and through and around, but it, it's up to us to make the choices, and it's up to us to change and shift our lives. And nobody's life is perfect. Mine isn't perfect, for, you know, for sure. And and it's it's just reminding yourself constantly about the spiritual journey, the spiritual purpose, and how can I make this better? How can I be a better person? How can I reach more people and, and share whatever it is I have to share? And, and you know, if you are... If you are in a house and, and you're doing housework and you're doing laundry and feeding children and taking care of a family, you can still find ways to do that. It's, it, it's, it's not an and. I'm, I have to add and, and, and. It doesn't have to cost you any money. It's how much you're going to invest yourself in. It has nothing to do with your pocketbook. Edgar Casey um, called the law of attraction. I'm going to quote this. The more and more each is impelled by that which is intuitive or relying upon the soul force within, the greater and further, the deeper and the broader, the broader, the more constructive may be the result. And that's true. The law of attraction is just amazing. And, and it deals a great deal with your intuition. It, keeps, it deals a great deal with beginning to touch into that part of ourself that is the higher consciousness. And, and, and I want to, I, I don't care what you call it, imagination, intuition, insight, whatever you call it, doesn't matter. It, it, it happens to be that, 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 that master, guide, teacher, spirit that is within you. That's what you're tapping into when you're paying attention to your intuition. That's what is, is absolutely advising you when you get feelings, when you get inspiration it comes from that level of consciousness it comes from that master spirit that that rests within you and and so often we don't pay attention to those aspects of ourselves so often we think our way through things without allowing that other level of 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 insight inspiration and wisdom to be involved in the process and when we do that we cut ourselves off from that that higher spirit, and we cut ourselves off from the spirit within, and we cut ourselves off from the spiritual journey. If your focus is on money, if your focus is on toys, if your focus is on you know, relationships and all of that stuff, and not in how can I become a better person, how can I help people, how can I, how can I address my reality and help people and be, be kind, good, and giving, and I'm not saying you become a wishy-washy um, person at all, but I am saying that unless that aspect of your um, unless the, unless that aspect of your spirit is involved in your life, you're not on a spiritual journey. You're on you're on a physical journey for sure. Now, lots of us wrestle with lots of different aspects of life that are difficult, and and you know, come on, it's common. We all wrestle. 
for sure. And what, what happens is that we lose sight of the fact that we have this wealth of information, this wealth of knowledge, this wealth of wisdom that is sitting there just waiting to help us understand, waiting to help us incorporate other aspects into our life that will loosen the, the, the tightness, the, the grasp that the physical difficulties cause. I mean, I'm, I'm certainly, I can certainly talk to what it feels like to be, you know, not even down to your last penny, but be down to your mother's last penny. Um, I, I know what it feels like to be hard up for money and things like that, but I also know that, that when at those times you, 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 take, you stand back and you, you take a look at things and you just say, okay, how can I make this better? How can I make this better for everybody? How can I, how can I treat this situation with dignity and integrity and how can I solve this problem? Once you touch into connecting to the higher consciousness and, and allowing it to take place, have, take part within your life, that you, you know, you've got that connection. You've got it made. And so long as you don't lose that connection, so long as you don't forget that that connection is there and go back to the ego-centered self, you're fine. But, but there, are, there are so many different aspects to a spiritual journey and the laws that go along with it. It's so important that we keep that connection and that we get that connection. All of us, all of us, every single one of us, um, has has a master teacher inside of us. All of us, every single one of us, hear that intuition speaking to us from time to time. Most of us, you know, say that's really cool, or I knew that was going to happen, or yada yada yada. Or to take to coin a phrase of, of Chris's, blah blah blah. And 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 yet we don't validate it, and we don't kind of flow with it, and we don't use that information as fully and richly as we can. The more we connect, the more we validate, the more that we come a part of um, is really important. And, and the more we do it, the, the richer life becomes. You know, is it, is it, it, it will always be work. I mean, come on, this, we're, this journey through this lifetime is one in which we're supposed to be learning. And, and it doesn't mean the lessons have to hurt bad. It doesn't mean they have to be difficult. It's how you perceive them and how you address them and how you work through them that determines what comes next. And, and so it's, it's important that we, we understand that, that our intuition is really that master teacher. Our imagination is really that master teacher, giving us flashes of insight, giving us flashes of past lives, giving us all sorts of wonderful material that most of us negate. So, so it's really important that, that we, we sort of address those issues, that we, we become more and more and more. We become what we want to draw into our lives. And that's the, 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 real, the real gist of the law of attraction. Not, not physically, not mentally, but spiritually. And, and if you spiritually become what you want to attract into your life, then then all of the other parts of you kind of go along with it because you see the results. But, but there is an element of faith and trust and stuff like that that has to be incorporated into it at all, as, as, you know, as well. Um, 
So a key, to, a key part of living the law of attraction is developing an increased awareness of the relationship with your intuition and, and not pay as much attention to those people who are trying to tell you what to do. And I understand, as a reader, I'm one of those people that they come to. But, but the reality is we should be helping people touch into their own higher self and their own intuition. Our society today makes us so um, fearful of, of doing things that don't seem to fit into everybody else's perception. We've been taught to listen to other people, to teachers, to parents, and, and follow the rules and regulations they set down for us. And, okay, we grew up that way as a child, but, but we're adults now. And we're in control of our own life. And, and so long as we're in control of our own life, we can make those changes and we can make those choices. And by following your own guidance, it, 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 it leads you into a life that is easier and more exciting. And, and our evolution becomes an adventure and not a struggle. So it's important that we understand that. I forgot to tell you all, or remind you all, I guess, of, of the little ninja smiley face. If you want to talk, if you want to share, please, um, please, please, please find the little ninja in the smiling faces and um, put it up in the chat room and we'll open your microphone. Actually, there are so few people here today, it's, um, it's, sort of, um, it's sort of easier to just open them. Elmar, I'm going to open your microphone. Hi, Elmar, how are you doing today? Uh, hi, Barbara. I had so much trouble. I'm so frustrated. I forgot that I have a possibility to connect through Skype. I didn't, I, I hear you maybe one, two minutes. That's it so far. And now I'm on Skype. Okay, that's fine. Um, so, so how are you applying the, these laws? How are, you, how are you changing or perceiving your life differently to be more spiritual? Well, um, I believe, uh, Barbara, that I, I, I was uh, spiritual for a long time, um, I did not see it, so I learned more. But I, I think I am a spiritual person, uh, even strange sometimes, because sometimes people can't accept me like that. They, you know, craziness. Yeah, they, yeah. they have a different approach to everything than than I do. They, they don't even understand you when you're trying to communicate from that perception. Well, that doesn't mean that you you, you don't do it, though, really. It, it I do it. I do it. I always do it. I think I always do it. Uh, I think I was kind of a born different when I was a little baby. I was kind of a, on a, I think, on the right side. My mom always believed me, nobody else, but she believed me. I never lie. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, so she believed me always. Okay, Elmar, you're, 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 you're coming in and out. So you I'm see, gonna... that's horrible, yeah. Barbara, I will be listening to you and see if I can contribute anything because I did not even know. I really appreciate that, that uh, course you're giving. I think we need that um, more information and, and just go to that corner of spirituality more. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, Elmar, bye-bye.
Bye. Okay, I got got Carrie here. Hi, Carrie. How are you doing today? Hey. Maybe I do. Maybe. Hey. Hey. So, so, I'm eating. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so so, how how are you applying these laws? How are you applying things like the law of attraction to your life? Not necessarily to what, how, what you say to other people, but how is it changing your life? Being aware of all of this. It's mm, a good question. Um, I think what I said earlier in chat. It's like if you walk your talk, it's a lot easier for people to actually believe uh, what advice you're giving. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I'm not making this a whole religious thing, but, you know, like the Bible bashes do, they so often get uh, thrown out of places or be told to keep quiet because they they just, um, yeah, okay, they're sharing great stuff, but it's like, please, rather just show me you're doing it than um, telling exactly. me about it. And exactly. It's, it's not your words because anybody can be a parent. <laughs> it's not your words at all. And um, it, it's it's amazing how it's easy to t- to tell somebody something. It's easy it to is. spout something. It's easy to memorize something and give them chapter and verse. But if you're yeah. not if you're not living it yourself, if you're not an example of it, and and you know you don't shove it down people's throats. You 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 do it yeah. subtly and you do it quietly, and it's yeah. it's it's what defines you. Yeah. So it also. <clears throat> And also, if somebody asks you for advice, like they say to me, or they say to you, or whatever, when is my boyfriend coming back? And you go, well, <laughs> you know, it's not about the boyfriend, it's about you, you know. And even if you're walk, not walking the talk, you know, and you've got some great advice that maybe you've heard on some other show or read in some other book, you know, I've got this from this uh, reference or source or whatever, and you share it, and that that's part of the growing part, I believe. And that's not throwing it down somebody's throat. That's not just preaching the law or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And you say, here we go. Um, I'm also learning this one, but there we go. There's, there's what you asked me for, and that's that's what I feel you need right now. So, yeah. Yeah. And and you know I think that that um, from from what I from what I have gathered over the last decade or so, um, mm. I found that that um, I had to really experience it first before I could share it, and yeah. and, and and really not just experience it but live it, and yeah. and you know when 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 I talk to somebody who's lost someone and I tell them that, that you have to understand they're in a better place and. And all they want is for you to be in a better place too. So you have to get mm-hmm. out there. You have to not go into mourning for a, a, a you know a great length of time. Certainly, you're always going to miss them, but but you need to get on with your life. And 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 I can tell them that because that's what I did, and that's yeah. what I would do again if I, if I had that experience. So, mm-hmm. um, and 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 my feeling here, especially with with the fact that most of the people here today are, are either readers or, or work with counseling other people on some level or another. It's, it's, yeah. it's easy to give philosophy, but, mm. but that doesn't mean anything to anybody. It's, it's, yeah. if, 
if you're living it, if you are a living example of what you are trying to share with other people, then then they pay attention. But they don't pay attention so much to your words as they pay attention to your actions. So, you know, if 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 you are unhappy with your job or if you're unhappy with an aspect of your job, it's not a matter, you don't bitch about it, you change it, you change your perception, you find a way of of moving into loving acceptance. And mm. and you change it. You don't you don't sit with it and complain. You change yeah. it. And and I I I think I feel strongly that that people who are in the spiritual field have done a lot of reading, have done a lot of workshops, have have you know they've they've got the material down pat. But my mm. question, most of us, is are you living it? Are you really an example of what you believe, or are you just yeah. shoving the words out there? Yeah, it's also um, like the way you make somebody feel. It's like you can you can talk, but um, and it's also the way you put it across, but it's it's the whole effect, kind of like um, if you if somebody loses somebody, you you know you just don't you know you can go ooh and ah like everybody goes and oh I hope you feel better and they're without pain. The person's gonna turn around and slap you eventually because you're the hundredth person that's gone. Oh I hope you're feeling better. The person's in less pain or whatever. If you actually sit there and say, well, how has this affected you and how is your life different and you're actually interested, you're genuinely interested in them, that's when they're going to sit up and listen to you. you know? Well, really, they, they basically actually want to talk. They don't want to listen. So, yeah. you know, it, it's, they, they have to get it out. But um, I find usually that if you can get people to, to eventually laugh, that, that you know you've made a point and that, that they're going to take to heart some of the things that you've said but but you know it's it's you know for those of us who are in the spiritual field for those of us who are really trying to tap into higher consciousness and get 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 closer to that spirit we carry within us sometimes we get so caught up in what we're doing for other people that we forget to take a look at ourselves yeah and and that's that's one of the the hardest things that that I you know I jerk myself every now and then and it's like wait a minute <laughs> what, what is happening with my life here <laughs> and, and it's it's you know usually a screeching halt or a two by four in my in in my face you know it's like smack yep. you need yep. to change things and you need to I mean I I um I used to do seventy eight fairs a year. And I realized that I, w- I wasn't having fun with them anymore. And yeah. then, then, then I got sick. And, and if, I had, if I had said to myself, this isn't fun anymore, I don't need to do this, I can do other things instead, I'm going to stop doing the fairs and I'm going to find something else to do with my time. If, yeah. I, had, if I had done that, yeah. I probably wouldn't have gotten sick. Yeah, yeah, so, I know. So... So it's really, it's really we need to, we need to really, and as we get more and more and more into all of these universal rules that truly do govern our lives and our, and our universe, um, mm-hmm. you know, we have to be more in touch with, with that aspect of this field. 
just you know, we know we know there are all these universal laws. Yeah, I know there. You know, law of attraction, cause and effect, balance and harmony, all of that. But but do I really apply them to my life? Do I really yeah. take take them in, embrace them, and say, okay, how do you change my reality? How do I change things so that things are better, richer, more abundant? And we all want yeah. abundance. And yeah. but but abundance doesn't always mean money either. So exactly. But I have exactly. found that that the universe always takes care of us. There is <sighs> always, you know, it always it always takes care of us. We always get what we need, not not necessarily what we want, but but what we need. And mm. and every time every time I come into a difficult time and I and I I, I look around and it's like, am I going down for the third time or is this only the first time and I have two more times to go? <laughs> um, it, 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 take a look at what's going on in my life. Take a look at, at, at you know, have I withdrawn? Is, am I not doing as much as I once did? Am I not doing anything creative? Am I, you know, am I really an example of the person that I want to be or or be perceived as? Um, yeah. it, it's It's, I think we have to take a good look in the mirror and say, all right, what is it I want people to see when they look at me and they experience yep. my energy? Do, do yep. I want them, you know, to see, you know, do I put the hoop earrings on and get the crystal ball out? Or <laughs> do I don't have hoop earrings, but I do have a crystal ball. Um, but but, but it's, it's sort of like, what do I want people to uh, perceive me as? Yeah. And 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 yeah. basically, it's it's it, it's kind and loving and sharing and giving, and you know, and, and not an easy mark because cause I you know you can go too far and you can be too trusting and and I think that then discernment comes in here. But but those of us who are in the field, yeah. often forget we are walking a pathway. We are. And 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 you know that's. It's it's not a it's a human thing to forget that, but yeah. but more and more and more uh, we try you know and and I told everybody to leave their guardian angels and their guides and and you know all of them people at the door, and mm-hmm. because because really what you need to tap into more than that is the spirit mm-hmm. within, and yeah. and you know the answer isn't out there it's in here. And, yeah. and if you if you touch that consciousness that is inside of you, that is the essence of the connection to the infinite spirit, mm-hmm. you know, all of the guides and all of the guardian angels and everything else, in my opinion, yeah. are are just a way of our higher consciousness trying to get our attention. Okay. I don't I don't believe, for instance. And, and I hope I don't insult anybody. No, I'm probably going to. Um, You're but I, I'm probably going to. You know, just just count on it. I do not believe that Saint Michael personally comes and whispers in anybody's ear. I do believe that 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 master teacher inside of us, that level of conscious inside of us, can connect us to that level of consciousness of St. Michael. Okay. I mean, you know, if you really have to have St. Michael, but it, our, our, 
our our own spirit inside of us can give us the consciousness of Saint Michael or Melchizedek or 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 Judas or Jesus or or whoever. But, whoever. but uh, you know, when when you're when people say they have guides or they have you know direct connection to whoever, that's our higher that's that's our higher consciousness talking to us. And mm-hmm. and because we don't trust ourselves it masquerades as, you know, Master Light or Master Charge or, or not, not Master Charge, that's a credit card, but Master Light or Master This or Master Whatever. Um, and and it, it's the only way that that, that that consciousness inside of us can get our attention by pretending to be something else that is actually mm-hmm. less than, than it actually is. So, mm-hmm. so it's a matter of <clears throat> it, why don't you just talk to me? You know, yeah. and, and talk to yourself and say, okay, what do we think? Um, yeah. be, because, or if you want to name, which I don't think is appropriate, but um, mm-hmm. if you name, if you name, if you give a name to your higher consciousness and say, okay, Fred, where are we going now? Or, but you know, don't make it master somebody because that's so trite. Yeah. You know, yeah. Jeremy or, or or Vivian or whatever, whatever you want to call your master the master that's inside of you, but understand it's you. And yeah. understand that, that it's, it's you have, um, you have all of that wisdom, all of that, you know, if, if you're talking about St. Michael or St. Peter or St. anybody, it's mm-hmm. a level of consciousness. Your higher consciousness easily has access to that information. It has access to your Kashuk record. It has access to everything. But mm-hmm. but if you're not going to listen to yourself, and you're going to listen to somebody, you know, someone else, and you're going to take their words and their and their 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 information and their and their guidance more 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 intensely, then our higher consciousness will masquerade as that. No problem. No but, problem. But but it's it's sort of like. I mean, I've seen so many people that, 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 you know, literally have a dialogue with, with Saint somebody or, or, or Master somebody. And, yeah. and that it, they, don't, they don't understand that, that it's them talking. Mm. It's their mm-hmm. wisdom that's coming out of them. It's coming yeah. through them. It's coming from them. It is them. It is them so, that, so that, <clears throat> I mean, if you want to say spirit is, is, is giving me this, that's appropriate. Yeah. The spirit within you is giving you that, but you don't yeah. have to make it. You don't have to make it more dramatic. You don't have yeah. to make it. You don't have to make a show of it. All you yeah. have to do is 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 share what what you're getting from yourself. Yeah. We all yeah. have masters in us. Every single one of us. You know, yeah. from 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 the the wisest, most most famous person out there. To the smallest yeah. child who is just learning how to talk, master souls walking the earth plane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now they walk. They're walking in human bodies, and and human bodies are not always as as uh, cooperative as spirit is. But 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 we have to understand that it's 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 just you. There's you are a connection with creation, and mm-hmm. and, and 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 you know when we when we you know, angels, the concept of angels came from the Bible. And, and we could go into the fact that people who wrote the biblical stuff 
didn't understand how entities who were ahead of us or more technologically advanced, um, you you had to worship them because they were ahead of us. So they created gods and they created extraterrestrials. And they, I mean, I I do believe there are extraterrestrials, but but I do believe that they are just the same part of the whole as we are. And you know, they they may know more, but but. That's only because they've been around maybe more lifetimes than we have, or they had a better school. I don't know, but maybe. But mm-hmm. it's 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 kind of like I think our whole concept and our whole way of looking at life and the spirit realm um, is coming under a renaissance of change. For sure, for sure. Yeah. I mean, if you want to go and if you want to dance around the circle and do your your rituals and uh, blessings for angels and stuff. Go for it. Go for it. I encourage you to do that. But yeah, like you said, it's like the message is still coming through. If you want to do the angel rituals, do the angel rituals for the angels. But if you want to get the messages through, just say this is the message. I feel it's coming from this one, or I feel from inside myself it's coming through, and uh-huh. that's it. You know, like you said, no drama. If you want to do drama. <laughs> Go outside and have a, have a fair, you know, get into your feathers and makeup and whatever and, yeah, go in tango. I'll go for it. Well, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and, and and I think, too, that that um, very often a spiritual journey is, con- is confused with a religious observance. And mm. the two are not, the two are not the same. I mean, you can have a religious belief system and you yeah. can be on a spiritual journey as well. I, they they don't conflict. They do flow together. Um, yeah. I, I I think that sometimes though, um, you know, they religious religious uh, beliefs tend to be restrictive, and spirituals yeah. tend to you know embrace everybody and everything. So that mm. it's it, it's really kind of interesting to see how how uh, you know people feel safe with um, Jesus and Mary and Joseph and God. And yeah. that is a safe place. That, that, you know, everything is written down for you. You have, you have you know, it's all written down, and you mm. have chapter and verse, and, you know, if you live accordingly, you'll be fine. Yeah. And you will be. Well, but you won't, yeah. be, you, you won't be spiritual, but you'll be fine within this physical reality. Because on other planets, with other species, they do mm. not have Jesus, Mary, Joseph, and God. They they have other deities, quite possibly. Yeah. And and when yeah. they get to a point where where they are addressing themselves as a part of the infinite and a brotherhood, a cosmic brotherhood, so to speak, um, then then we move into new realms. When then we move into new aspects of of that spirit within us and. And I think it's really important that we understand that connecting to that spirit is is profound. And and we get it through dreams, we get it through visions, we get it through daydreams, we get it through inspiration, we get it through um, being inspired. And and it's it's really 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 important to to listen to ourselves, um, not necessarily our egos because our egos get us in trouble, but the higher. <laughs> Oh, my ego gets me in lots of trouble all the time. Um, 
I mean, you know, I when I think of my ego talking me into retail ther- therapy at, at moments when there isn't the money to do it, it's yeah. like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I shouldn't have listened <laughs> to that part of me. <laughs> I should have, should have checked have it out with the other guy in there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, leave the credit card at home, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I that's 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 where my master charge is. Um, so, you know, okay. if if master charge says it's okay, then it's okay, but not really, not really. Uh, no, no. But no, somebody asked me a long time ago what master guided me in in all of the work that I did, and I said master charge, and and she looked at me, she said. I don't believe I've heard of that one. Um, and, and and it was like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> I haven't either, but now I have. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he gets me in trouble too, so we don't go there either if we can help it. But but the yeah. intuition is really important, and, and I think most people don't recognize that intuition is that spirit within you. Intuition is an amazing connection that we have that that everybody has, that, that very few people actually utilize. But I'm gonna um I'm gonna pull Deb in here. Okay. Since, since I want her too. So Deb, are you yes. there? Yeah, I, I you know let's let's share a little bit about your, your insight in, on intuition. Mm-hmm. Okay. What did I say that was so good the other day? I don't remember. I don't either. Okay, good. Well, we're both <laughs> at the same spot. Um, well, I think we we were talking about how many times as children, the adults around us tend to reprogram it as though we have very active or wild imagination. And it tends to skew how we disassociate our intuition and actions of using it and accepting it and trusting it and then having to go through a time of redefining it, finding out what that was really called and learning to trust it again. Mm-hmm. That's true. I, I think that, that quite often we get, we get information that we don't trust because um, we're not sure. And when we close that part of ourselves down, then nothing comes through. And, and so then we get so we get used to the mundane stuff. And then when mm-hmm. we do have an experience that's there to awaken us and reconnect us, we flounder because you know we were given. Do I want to say disinformation? Uh-huh. As children, and yeah, and I, so then we have to learn for ourselves. How to discern the parts of it? What what's the what's the, what's the real part of it? And then as as we do and we learn to rely on the, you know, we make note of what happened, what we thought, what the outcome was, you know, what we did, what the outcome was. Then we learn our knowledge base again. It, it, um, I tend to liken it to. Um, and, and I know this isn't a reading show, and I shouldn't go back there, but I don't know how else to explain it. We all have images or thoughts or, or signals, symbols, because we talked about symbols one time, 
um, mm-hmm. that means something to us. And my symbol might not be identical to your symbol for something. Mm-hmm. But, but it's our knowledge base or symbol base. And that's what we learn to rely on. That doesn't mean we're wrong, but that's just our base that we learn to be true. Yes, absolutely. And and that's how we learn to work with our intuition again. And I and I do believe that intuition is the you know fifty cent word for you know our higher knowledge oh, coming absolutely. through. And and so often we just don't trust it. I I hope Jean's awake. Are you awake, Jean? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> so. So how do you deal with your intuition? I mean, do you trust it? Do you, you know, do you question it? How how do you deal with your intuition? Uh, sometimes I can relate to it immediately and I understand what's going on and there's no doubt. And other time I'm calling up and saying, hey, Barb, what do you think about this? <laughs> <laughs> um, sometimes there's just no doubt. And uh, others I just, you know, I find myself guessing. Do you do you find that that you you just sometimes um, say oh that was my intuition and and you know I, I you know it was just a hunch or something or do you connect do you do you make that connection between the intuition and the higher consciousness? That's a very good question. I don't know if I'm connecting the li- the the uh, the lines or not. Um, a lot, a lot of times it's just I know. Okay. And if that's my intuition, then I'm connecting with my higher self. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, and that goes, and, 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 I, and I do. I have, I'll see things, and I don't know how to interpret them, so I keep my trap shut. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I don't want to say something that I have no knowledge of what I'm talking about. Well, I... It, it, I feel that that when you know something, that you don't have to explain it. When you just know it, and and right. when there is doubt, that quite possibly the ego is involved in part of it as well. But but the more you, you you, I think sometimes you actually know, and then you start questioning, and then you're not sure you know. And, yeah, and I, I don't mean right. I don't. I don't mean you personally. I mean you as a as as all of us. Because because sometimes there's an absolute here, and sometimes you know we just know something we can't prove it, and and it's, and sometimes the knowing is only for you unless you're doing a reading. Yeah, the the knowing as far as as reading and stuff like that and sharing information with other people. Yeah, knowing is important, and sometimes you know something and you give it to another person but they cannot relate to it. So so you have to kind of let go and, and move on. Uh it, it's when you're when you're dealing with touching into somebody else's energy, that's that's something completely different. And I I'm talking more about how do you deal with it personally within your own life. Because that's that's the important stuff. Once you get that connection, once your feet are firmly on the ground, once you really understand that you are connected to that piece of the infinite, and and that that your connection gives you um, 
unlimited wisdom and knowledge and, and all sorts of wonderful material and energy and, and gifts and talents that you can utilize, then, then, then your perception of everything changes and shifts around dramatically. And, and I, I, everyone has those, those moments when they know something and they can't prove it, when they can't scientifically prove something. And those are the times that you really, really, really are connected to the divine or, or whatever you want to call it, to, to the source of creation, to the infinite spirit, to, to God. And, and I don't like using the word God because it limits, it limits the impact of the energy that we are connected to and a part of. It's, it's a part of being a part of creation, being a part of the creator and having that part within us so that, so that you can dial up whatever you call God or, or the infinite. I mean, it's right there inside of you. You can talk to it. And, and most of us don't. We're looking out for an outside deity as opposed to an internal deity. And that, that in many ways will cause, um, will cause turmoil in somebody's thought process because of the way they've been brought up and their religious backgrounds and stuff like that. You can't, you can't, actually they can now prove the existence of a spirit through weighing a body because there is actually a, a, a weight that the spirit has. So they can prove that there is something that leaves the body at the moment of death. And, and it's, it's, it, it, it's not losing your water, it's actually a spirit moving. So there, there, is, yeah, there is an accepted weight to the soul or the spirit. So, so we know that there is something that leaves the body at the moment of death, and that's, that's that consciousness, that level of consciousness that is the God within, or the spirit within, or the infinite within, or the creator within, whatever you want to call it. But it's, it's so much more powerful than people give it credit for. People talk about having a spirit, but then there are bigger spirits out there. And that's not true. We all have that, that big spirit inside of us. Every single one of us. There, 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 aren't, there aren't bigger spirits out there. I mean, you can pretend there are, but the reality is there, there aren't. When, when all of us were, were created, we got the same equal spark of the infinite within us. And, and it, it is equal to the whole, totally. Infinite wisdom is held within each of us. We, we don't often use it well, but it's there. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, but, it's, but, it's, but it's having a human experience here. And just as, and this will offend people, just as Jesus had that speck of God, the Creator, within him, and he walked the earth plane as a teacher, as a rabbi, as a source of, of wisdom, knowledge, and love, that's exactly what we are. That's exactly what we are. And, and so often it's quoted in the Bible that, <clears throat> you know, all this and more will you do, and, and I am a part of you and you are a part of me. I mean, it's all there. It's, 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 been, it's been talked about but never preached. So that, that yes, he was the son of God. You are a daughter of God. I am a daughter of God. We are all created by, and by son and daughter, it means created by a spirit out there that, 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 that bursts apart and a fragment of that spirit is in each and every one of us. 
and and every every entity, every creature that we meet has a part of that spirit in it. And and every extraterrestrial that we come in contact with when that happens will be a part of that same infinite spirit. Same creator of everything. Creator of the creation. Same guy did it all. But it wasn't a guy. And and here's what's really important to everybody. We Frankly, most of us grew up with with the um, image in our heads that, that God was this great big man, giant of a man with white hair and flowing robes. And that's the human perception of a creator. But if you go to, I don't know, planet 12 where everybody is a great big blob of green goo, their concept of a creator is a great big blob of green goo. And we're all right. Because because if you take away the form that we use to manifest or, or have form within a reality or an environment, it's, it's different for everyone, but the spirit within is exactly the same. And when, when the goo dies or passes over or does what it does, that, that, that same spark of energy will look exactly like the spark of energy that will come from me and the spark of energy that will come from every single one of you. It'll all look the same. It won't be bigger or smaller. It'll all look exactly the same. And and when they whacked all of the disciples and the and, and the apostles and the saints and the Pope, their little spark of energy is going to look just like yours and just like mine. And they're all interconnected. They all have total wisdom of everything. So that so that what's happening here is that 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 we are we are we are giving the power out out to something out there when we should be taking it in and using it ourselves to create a better environment, a better love, uh, a better loving um, situation within our homes, within our jobs, whatever. It's really, really, really important that that we understand that that we are the creators of our own of our own destiny here on this earth plane. And whatever it is the spirit has to learn, the spirit will put the roadblocks in front of us and we'll stumble through them, around them, over them, and whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll do that, but, but, but there is perfection inside of all of us. Our personalities leave a lot to be desired, and, and our human forms often do not wear as well as we would like them to. But, but, but the spirit inside is perfect and, and has such great wisdom to share and and it's it's amazing and 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 you know for us to to give the power outside to another deity to to judge us i don't think so to to you know make decisions and choices for us to damn us or to whatever nope doesn't happen doesn't happen and i think it's a great time in in life here where where we can question those things where where we can you know Ask questions and 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 actually get some answers. I, I I don't know what it takes to prove to everybody that they they have this kind of a spirit within them. But all of us have seen magic happen. We've seen miracles happen in our lives, and we know that we're a part of them. And and so it's important for us to to recognize where that energy is coming from. 
And and so, you know, um, I know that you work with horses, Jean, and and yes. you have an affinity for for the horses. And and let me get Deb back in here too, because De- if if Deb is still available here, um, she, you, both of you work with animals, and you have an ability to communicate with them. Where do you think that ability comes from? I don't know. I've just always had it. I'm sure Jeannie has, too. I don't know whether I do or not. Well, for myself, I've, I, I, don't, I have never re- recalled being taught anything by, about horses, but when there was an emergency, um, my three sons and I could go out. It was a thunderstorm, bad, bad hail, thunder, rainstorm. And the horses, the one horse had let all the other horses out of the stables that I lived next door to out. But I could even in that storm walk up to the horses and calm them enough to walk them back to the barn. But I don't recall anything about ever being taught about it. But you just knew. I just knew. I I remember yelling to my kids, take your jackets, put them over their faces you know, throw your jackets over their faces so they don't see the lightning, and we walked them back to the barn. Mm-hmm. And it, it just seemed, and I, I've worked with cows, I've worked with sheep. I, I mean, we had farms. I mean, not just where I grew up, but the family. You know, one uncle raised sheep, one raised cows, one had pigs, you know, you, and my in-laws had goats. So, you you, you know, you just kind of learn, and I, I could... I always have deer around me when I go to the woods. I can I can move deer if they're blocking the road. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, it, it's it's within me. I guess. I I mean, I'm not trying to brag about it. That's not what I mean. I'm just saying it's just there, it just always has been. Well, it's in everybody. But you you had, you know, you you used it. You you allowed it. It, it was it was available to me. So yeah. Yeah, and 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 I real and, and because I saw it happen, and I and it it happened continuously, even working with the dogs and stuff here. Um, mm-hmm. Feral cats come up to me um, all the time, but the thing of it is, is you know, it's something I relied upon because I I knew the reaction, or, or pretty much knew the reaction. Um, mm-hmm. There's other things that I don't believe I got so much because I'm not sure, but but I'm learning to believe the reaction and the response. And Jean, you you work with dogs all the time and horses. Yes. And Can you, hear me, you have. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, and you know I've I, I've seen pictures that you've taken of of horses and and dogs that that and cats. That, that truly show their spirit. So you have a way of, of reaching out and connecting with that and sharing it. Well, I do enjoy taking pictures, that's for sure, of the animals. Well, well where, do you, where do you think that ability to be really good at it comes from? I, I don't know. I mean, I have a passion for the animals. I'd rather be with them than I would people most of the time. I think our passions come from spirit. I really do. I think it. 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 it, it, it to, to, this is my own phrase. It, it. Spirit turns on the the right passions as though they were buttons. We just got them. We. We just. 
we can't stop it. We just know it's there, and, and we don't usually try to stop it. But. Well, e- exactly. And where do you, you know, it, it is spirit that does that. And, and do you think it's a spirit sitting on a cloud someplace or the one inside of you? It's the one both. inside of all of us. I'm, of I'm greedy. I'm going to say both. Well, no, <laughs> it's the one inside of us primarily. But sure, why couldn't it be the one we, you know, because a lot of us were taught, you know, because there's, you know, it, it's not always as above, you know, so below. It's always as within, so without. Yeah, that's that's true too. And but you'll notice I said spirit, not angel, because it's a spirit. It comes from spirit. It and and spirits that that are not in human form are etheric. They have no form. So so yes, right. they can sit on a cloud. Um, and and you know when when we're working with um, when we're working with aspects of ourselves that 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 are our passions, there's 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 joy. There's it's it's a thrill. You don't mind doing it because it's not work because it is such a joy. And that's where that's where you're pouring your your that's where you're connecting with the spirit within. And that's where you're increasing the flow of energy that is that is flowing around and within you, because there is that aspect of of working with spirit, being one with spirit, and and that's that's when magic happens. And I I think it's it's so important to understand that that magic happens all around us all the time, and we just aren't recognizing it. We are we are basically kind of just sitting back and, and saying, oh, that's a coincidence, or that's, you know, another aspect of, you know, it, it's just an accident that that happens. But, but there are no accidents, and there are no coincidences. And, and if you let spirit manifest, it, it, it brings out of you such amazing talents and abilities that it's unbelievable. But, but it's sort of trusting and having faith that they're there. And, and so often... We don't trust and we don't have the faith. And so, so a lot of talents and skills and gifts go uh, unutilized because we don't believe that they're there. Well, isn't now, that kind of like just being like a child, for instance? My mother could not, uh, she would not even fathom the thought that I could learn how to draw. My uncle, who was a very good artist, says anybody can learn how to draw if they sit and practice. Yes, there's pointers. It's the same thing as everybody can play piano. Some play chopsticks like all the kids did, you know, or, you know, you sit down and you get taught and, and you practice until you can play Chopin. It's there if you if you work at it. And, and it's like all those other talents. Some people uh-huh. can sew. Some people can knit. Some people can paint. I mean... There's so many things, but some it comes easier too, and other things they have to practice at it. But there, but if you're not told often that you can't do it, you will do it, you know, over a course of time in practice. Well, absolutely, and and you know we've all seen, um, and you know, what I what I find is amazing, we've seen so often um, animals that have have been disabled or have lost a foot or have been paralyzed or whatever, and nobody told them that they couldn't learn to walk again or they couldn't learn to walk without one of their legs or whatever. And so long as they were treated with love and compassion and and helped to learn, 
they are able to function and they are able to be, uh, you know, as happy as any other dog or, or, or horse or whatever. And it's the same with human beings. If, if you don't tell somebody they can't do something, if you, if you tell them that, that of course they can, but they're going to have to work at it, and they're willing to do the work, they choose to do the work, then they can achieve anything. Now, you know, none of us are going to be Miss Teenage America. But but there are aspects of our lives where there are um, skills and talents that, that we haven't yet learned. And if we put our minds to it, we can learn them. But but it's a matter of committing ourselves to the work and, and wanting to learn. And so often people don't learn because they don't want to learn. So the, or they're so afraid the, to learn. Or they're afraid to learn, yes. I just have a an advertisement coming through the, the uh, computer. I don't know why suddenly the ads are coming through like they are, but they certainly are. You might have to update your ad blocker. Yeah, or break the TV, one or the other. Um <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I was just reading what uh, Marguerite said, and, she, you know, it says we can be held back from fear or we can learn from fear. And I think it's, fear is a control, and it depends how it's used. Oh, yeah. And fear, there is also a part of fear that gets a bad rap because there's a certain element of fear that is built into the human body and the mind and the perceptions to save them, you know, to save the person from mm-hmm. extreme dangers that they that they have not learned to perceive as a danger yet. Okay. Um, so, um, I mean, that, that's been proven, but the, the other part of it is, is fear in a mass, you know, way is how big religions controlled whole populations, be it before when when Christianity was coming in or they were trying to drive paganism out. There was a lot of times Christians and paganism, there was over 600 years, I believe, that's documented, that they got along, they coexisted perfectly happy and wonderful. Then all of a sudden, you know, a, a regime come along and said, nope, it's going to be against the law to be a pagan. You have to be, say, Roman Catholic. Uh-huh. And that's the way it's going to be. And then, you know, they would drive the fear into, you know, well, you can't be whatever because they're going to kill you. And then and then if that regime goes out of favor and a, a different one comes in and, you know, then they change whatever. And and those are just examples. There's many others, and it depends the region and the time and everything else. But the control is there. There was an article that was today on Facebook. That I think I sent it to you. Um in waking times. I'm going to put the link in and only because it um, delineates different ways how fear is used for control, be it an uh-huh. individual person or whole society. And, and that's not to beat anybody over the head. It's just, a, it's just a real quick comparison. Oh, yeah, and... The thing, too, with fear, I mean, frankly, the fear of death would, would, would make me change my religion in a heartbeat. Um, but there, but not die. everybody was taught to fear death. 
until, and actually I can't find the article now, but I read and I'm, and I know I even read it for a college class, fear in the United, and I'm going to put it in the United States because I know that's where okay. it was, it, the article was located at. They learned that if they taught fear of death, and and they that's when morticians came into the whole thing with the funeral parlor and do it out of the house, and, and then it was like late 1800s, early 1900s, basically Victorian era, when they uh-huh. could learn that they could control people's behavior with the fear and make money off of it. Mm-hmm. So, no, it's very you know, it, it's exploited. It, you know, fear can be exploited, too. And then change sure. it to, I mean, my grandmother, she was, I always re- relate to her, but she taught me so much. She, w- she was born in the late 1800s. And death wasn't feared. That was graduation. That was a rejoicing time. Yes, you acknowledged that you would miss the person and everything. But you were happy for them because they, they beat all the, the chores and the tribulations of this world and went on to the, the better. Uh-huh. And, and and it was believed, you know, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna ca- connect up later. It, it was not that. It, it was not taught to fear it. And and isn't it? Um, I can't remember. Is it the Koreans or the Chinese? One of them that um, they they mourn at weddings and they or in births they celebrate, or is it the other way around? No, it's death, the Chinese. Death is. Death is exactly, you know, a huge celebration. They wear black at birth and white at death. Okay, that way. All right, it's one yeah. of them. I you know I got, I forgot. It's in but, there somewhere. But you're, you're you're absolutely true. I mean, fear is is um is a is is manipulative and controlling and. And if you let it get the best of you, then then you lose control of your own of your own destiny and reality. And uh, it, it's sort of like so, someplace I read that that you know if you don't take control, then someone will take it for you, and you will lose control of your of your life and 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 your destiny, your your pathway. And it's it's really important that that you know there are things that that that. You know, fear is good in that you know you if, if you fear fire, you won't get burned. But you can take it too far, and if you feel if you too much, then then you won't be warm, and you could freeze to death. So you know, it's it, it, it's got a double-edged sword here. But but there are healthy fears and there are unhealthy fears. And but isn't that where balance comes back into play to learn a balance true. of it? Absolutely. So that so that you know it's it's part of and what was that phrase we were we were talking about earlier? Fear is false ego appear appearing real, and you had another another interpretation for it. Um, well, false evidence appearing real. It, it didn't yeah. have anything with egos. False evidence appearing real. Yeah, and and it's that's that's what it is. I mean, to to make you fearful of something. Is, is to take away the wisdom connected to it. If you if if somebody tells you the fire will burn you and it will harm you, and you understand that and and you 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 give it respect, then that's one thing. But but if if it's if you do this, you know your soul will never you know go to heaven. 
that's a whole other ball of wax because, you know, it, it, it's damning you to hell because, and for whatever the reason, you know, they put the fear of God into you and so, so that you don't do other things that might be beneficial to you because you're afraid of what they're saying is going to happen to you. So, uh, yeah, fear, I mean, you can have fear of, of, um, you can have fear of success. Because you know yeah. that your 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 life is going to change, and so in order to prevent your you know the change, which you don't know what you know what direction it's going to go, you will you will intentionally not be successful just to make sure you don't have to deal with the changes that might come with success. That's why a lot of people are caught self sabotaging. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because they're already comfort. They're they're already. They may not like what they know but they're comfortable in it because they know how to handle that part of it. And they're, they're fearful of learning to handle the change and what comes with it, even even if they are convinced in their mind it's a good change. Well, also, do you know, remember that these are people that are so caught up in their physical reality, they don't have an understanding of of the truth that is within them and the power that is within them they are so caught up in the physicality that the spiritual is totally non-existent within their life. And once they have an understanding of the spiritual and the balance and the universal laws and how they can take control of their lives, they have a whole other perspective as to how, you know, how success can be applied and how they can address the issues. Uh, the, the, the philosophy behind the spiritual pathway is that that you do have control and you do have a way of, 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 of harmonizing with those, those energies that are out there and increasing the abundance in your life. But, but fear is so limiting. Fear is so controlling. Fear, for the most part, makes you creep back into your intellectual self and slam the door on the spiritual self. Because faith is, is something that, that you know, you, you can't put a finger on and you can't highlight and you can't touch, smell, taste, feel, or, or hear. But, but, but somebody telling you that you're wrong and you're going to be punished is something that you do understand, so you, you let the intellect take over at that particular part in, point in time. But, but once, you, once, you, once you open to the spiritual aspects that are out there, once you flow in rhythm with them, in time with them, um, it, it, it's just amazing how life does change. And, and there is no fear because there's an understanding of, of how life is, is, is meant to be something that is enjoyed and, and so it is something that is meant to be celebrated and it's, it's something that's meant to be a rich experience. And quite often, we don't, we don't look at it that way. We look at it as though life is a struggle and then we die. And that's just not the way it totally is. I well, look at how many cultures, well, or, or do I want to say religious sects, teach that the more you struggle, the purer you are. You know, it, it's the you know better you are when you come out of it. And I, I don't think that's always that's true. I think no, that's I, just I, more, that's more hurdles that people have put in front of you to make, you know, that it, it doesn't mean that you're any purer. So life doesn't have to be a struggle. Life doesn't have to be hard. 
but but you have to understand um, that first of all you are in control, and second of all that that there is an, the element here of of flowing and going with the flow with the universal energies that have always governed the the universe and the cosmos as a whole. And that's that's another reason why we're going to go into all of them because we all have to pay attention to am I walking this? Am I I may be talking it, but am I walking it? And and am I addressing my challenges appropriately so that I am an example of how to appropriately do this? And it's but isn't that a man rule, not a spirit rule? No, it's a it's it's a spirit rule. Okay, so no, I'm, I'm, I was I was going through what Ray what what Marguerite says. The more you know, it's it's that whole thing. The more sacrifices you have, the better person you are, the purer you're going to become, and all those different things. But aren't those hurdles and sacrifices man-made rules, not a spirit rule? Well, no, the hurdles actually are what the spirit asked for in order to experience this physical reality. So mm-hmm. you've you got to understand, the spirit's down here to evolve and grow, and, and, and it does it through, through how it, it, it overcomes issues that come into its, its, its radar. And, and it's, it's, it's how do you deal with those things. Um, we ask for the hurdles. We ask, we ask to be given situations that will help us develop certain aspects and areas, spiritually speaking. Doesn't necessarily mean that it's that it's a, a physical thing, but it, but it is a spiritual thing. And sometimes um, those those qualities, you know, I mean, um, I, next time I wanna I wanna come down here and improve that that I can be exceedingly wealthy and still spiritual. You know, just you know, I'm I'm figuring I can talk the other side into letting me come down here and prove just how spiritual I can be even with a ton of money. Um, and here I was good. just waiting for you to live forever so I could come back as one of your cats. <laughs> well, well, I neutered them, so watch out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but no, it's 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 sort of like this is what we've asked for. We've asked for these challenges, and how we address them, how we perceive them, is part of our growth and part of our learning and part of our pathway. And it's spiritual. Um, you know, I, I every now and then challenge my checkbook. But it, it has to be something that I've asked for because I do it so often. <laughs> and, and it's a matter of, you know, I'm going to learn to do this better. And, and it's, a, it's, it's, it's not that it's a physical thing or a mathematical thing. It's how am I living my life so that, so that I get the same richness, the same joy, the same bliss, and I don't, I don't um, scare myself with with bills that I don't have the money to pay. I mean, it's it it is a spiritual thing. It's it, you know, have I chosen to to be um, have I chosen to be cautious to a certain degree, or am I just you know throwing caution to the wind and saying you know what the hell after I die I don't have to pay the bill anyhow, but I'm not going to die anytime soon. So I you know you have a problem there. So it's you know, all of the struggles are things that we've asked for. And how intense they are depends upon our, our, our perception of them 
Yes, not having the money to cover the bills. It's not a joke. We don't laugh about it. But we do look at we do look at the different options we have and say how how can I solve this? How can I make this better? And you know, asking you shall receive is is tr- that's very true. We asked for situations to challenge us, and we got them. And and you know, you can ask for money, and you know, unless you're willing to work for it, chances are you're not going to get it. But but you can ask for. Um, ways in which to to solve the problems that you've gotten yourself into, and and I, I think the worst the, the worst issues that I get into over time have been where I wasn't paying attention, and I got carried away with myself on an intellectual level and didn't listen to the spiritual information that was being poured at me, and and so you know when I decided to pay attention again to what my like my, my the, the spirit within was talking to me about, um, I got back on track, and and it wasn't hard. Um, well, it was at first, but 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 it, it's not it's not a hard thing to do. But you need to pay attention to to the spiritual laws that are out there and how we address them within the re- our reality, and and they're absolute laws. They they either determine how exciting and wonderful and happy our life is going to be or how miserable and difficult it's going to be. And and we make that determination by the choices that we make. And and so it, it's a matter of listening to what's going on inside, and so often we don't listen. The connection is there. And, and you know, people talk about a spiritual pathway, but... But my my fear my fear is that they they are only talking it and they're not walking it, and that's that's why that's why we do classes classes that's like why we do circles like this to sort of remind people that that we we first of all have control and and then have to be responsible for our decisions and our choices, and that's heavy duty. Because the responsibility is not only in this life, but, but you know, in the afterlife, where where we have to experience, you know, the results of some of our actions. I don't believe there's judgment, but I do believe we are exposed to those things that we caused, and and we have to feel what what kind of things that we have inflicted on other people, and that that is not a pleasant experience sometimes. I am sure that that you know I have I I know I'm not perfect and I know that there have been times that I have uh, misjudged words that I've said or things that I've done and and hopefully that with greater clarity of vision um, in this part of my life I can I can maybe balance it out and make up for it so that you know it isn't quite so so squirmy a, an experience when I get to the other side. Hopefully. 